1: Welcome, everyone, to another session of Reflections from the Heart. My name is David Abel. Today, I'm joined by Rob Longo, Marty Rotella, and Tom Terrace. Welcome, one and all. Good to be here, Dave. Awesome, awesome. If everybody would take a moment and get their Bibles, we're going to turn to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 23, verses 35 through 43. But Rob, before we break open the bread of life to see how Jesus wants to speak to us today, do you mind?
2: Mind inviting the Holy Spirit into our hearts. I would love to. Let's pray, in the name of the Father, Father Son, and the Son, Holy, the Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen, Amen. 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 Uh, dear Heavenly Father, you are awesome. You are such an awesome God. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness and your goodness. Thank you for the gift of reflections from the heart. This opportunity each week for us to gather here in the studio and, and everywhere, and cars and homes and offices, just to receive to receive your love. So please. Holy Spirit, come into our hearts. Help us to be completely open to what you want to say to us today. Help us to to be moldable and pliable and changeable. Help us to be docile, to be the husbands and fathers, sons and daughters, wives, mothers, friends, brothers, sisters that you're calling us to be. Thank you, God, for the gift of your word, that we can consume your word, and by doing so, become you in the world. So help us, Lord, to be your love, your light, your peace, your joy in every interaction with every person that we meet this day and always. And we pray all this in your name. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit. amen.
1: Amen. And Marty, do you mind giving us a little gospel love today?
3: Okay. Again, this is Luke chapter 23, verses 35 to 43. The rulers sneered at Jesus and said, He saved others, let him save himself, if he is the chosen one, the Christ of God. Even the soldiers jeered at him. As they approached to offer him wine, they called out, If you are king of the Jews, save yourself. Above him there was an inscription that read, This is the king of the Jews. Now one of the criminals hanging there reviled Jesus, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. The other, however, rebuking him, said in reply, Have you no fear of God, for you are subject to this same condemnation? And indeed, we have been condemned justly, for the sentence we receive corresponds to our crimes. But this man has done nothing criminal. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied to him, Amen, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Marty, as you were and I circled sneered, jeered, reviled. Mm. Those are words of the enemy of our soul. They're not the verbiage that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ would use, nor any of his chosen ones. So for me, that's always a, a guide for me and a, a spiritual discernment for me is listen to the language, the language of the heart. So again, sneered, jeered reviled. And then here, I think, is what really it showed to me is there's no humility in those men, not not the first thief that speaks, that that knows about Jesus in his head, but certainly doesn't know him in his heart, nor the others who sneered and jeered. So for me, it's all about humility, because see the beautiful humility of who I guess tradition calls Didymus, the second thief, the good thief, you know, who realizes that, you know what? It's a just condemnation that he received to be to be crucified. He is paying for the choice of his choice to sin. There is a consequence, but he recognizes the Lord as God. He recognizes him and then says, "Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom." He recognizes him as the king, the kingdom of the kingdom of heaven. And for me that's 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 beautiful. What humility. He's being crucified. He's going to die. And at the last moment of his life, which is very similar to each and every one of us, we have that opportunity still at the last moment in humility to repent, turn away from our sins, cry out to the Lord, recognize him as the King of kings, the Lord of Lord, and invite him to sit in the throne of our hearts so that we too can hear those precious words. Amen, I say to you, today you'll be with me in paradise. Amen.
2: Wow. Amen. And and as we prepare to to celebrate Jesus as king this Sunday is you know Jesus king of the universe and uh, our king wore a crown of thorns his throne was was the cross and uh, and he did it out of pure love for us his his people his subjects right so what an example you know when, when we are living our lives and uh, you know sometimes when we're given a little bit of power a little bit of authority we you know we get we might get puffed up and remember our our leader, you know, that we're following did none of that, right? He he led by serving and he is our king not despite the crown he was wearing, but because of it that he allowed himself to be crowned with thorns out of love for us, for me, for you, for for every single person. It's it's just awesome now the response is, you know, that that's Jesus saying, "Hey, Rob, I love you now." My response is, you know, do I love you back? And that's by enthroning Jesus in my heart Mm. in every aspect of life and every relationship and everything that I do is Jesus truly the king of, of every single nook and cranny of my life.
3: Amen. 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 You know, Dave, you mentioned the sneered and jeered and reviled. And the interesting part about that is that the people in the story were the rulers and the soldiers, uh, kind of, we can bring it to today to the present time. Uh, the, the rulers and the soldiers represent all the people around us, whether it's media, whether it's, you know, whoever's around us, our family sometimes, you know, who sneer and, 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 and revile and jeer Jesus and God. And we have to stay strong, kind of like what uh, uh, the, the good thief on the cross had to do. He had to remain strong and say, you know, hey, have you no fear of God? You know, <laughs> you know, so it's kind of this story brings us to the present moment where we have to do it every day with the people that surround us that are jeering and sneering, and uh, we have to stay strong.
1: Wow. And Rob, when you were sharing about the crown of thorns, I was thinking, weren't thorns the first punishment to the first Adam, that thorns and thistles, he would he would have to work in those and suffer through those. And so Jesus took on that punishment to the first Adam. And again, we look at that in Eve. She chose the, to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil but now we see the new Eve, Mary offers us the fruit from the tree of life, because you mentioned that that wood of the cross, the tree of life, which is her son, Jesus Christ. So isn't it beautiful? We went from the beginning of the scriptures in Genesis in the garden, the punishment was the thorns. You know, there was a tree that we ate from it. You know, we'd be out of the garden, but now we're brought back to the garden and Jesus now mounts the tree of life. And from that tree, Mary offers us the fruit of eternal life, the fruit of her womb, which is Jesus. The new Eve offers us that opportunity, that gift of her son, the fruit of eternal life from the tree of life, back in the garden with the Lord, the
4: way it was meant to be from the beginning.
1: There's a tremendous just parallel there that I love to look
4: at. Yeah, this uh, reading spoke to me in kind of, I guess, in an unusual way. I look at the two thieves. The first one says, you know, are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. And it seems like he's wanting Jesus to save him so he could go back to doing his, whatever he was doing as a criminal, you know, save us from, you know, so he could go back and regain my life here on earth, Mm. where the other one is saying, you know, he's thinking more about his Mm -hmm. eternal destiny. So it seems like there's two clear, uh, uh, you know, ways to look at these two men, you know, like, and it offers a choice to me, you know, which one am I going to choose? Do I choose to, you Mm. know, have, pray to Jesus and take away all my crosses in life so I can enjoy this life Mm. to, you know, and do whatever I want, or you know, save me, protect me from sinning so that I can enjoy eternal life with you. Mm. So it offers me a clear, you know, sort of a road.
3: That's good, Tom. That's good. You know, it hits me, the the word Jesus. Um, we, we talk about the greatest prayer is just the name Jesus. I mean, I do it a lot, and I know people all over the world, in the history of the world, just, you know, Jesus, Jesus. And it calms you, and it brings you to a— And it's extended here by two other words, Jesus, remember me. It's extended. And that's a powerful prayer that just that Jesus, remember me. Jesus, remember. We don't have to do it out loud in our hearts. Jesus, remember me. Jesus, remember me. Jesus. And then what is the gift given back to us from Jesus is the final line in this this reading. Amen, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. So if we recognize that Jesus is the only answer, the only light in the darkness, the only light in our darkness of our lives, our family lives, the world, the country, whatever, Jesus, remember me. Jesus, remember Jesus, amen, I say to you, you will be with me in paradise. Mm -hmm. What a powerful
1: reward. Amen? Wow. Amen. And in the beginning, it's always about, and and, and I felt myself sometimes fell into this, is we test God, prove it, Lord, you know this this person should be healed, this shouldn't happen to me, I shouldn't have to go through this, prove it, Lord, fix this, fix that. No, I love the beautiful example that Mother Mary gives us when she opens up to the invitation of the Lord to receive and conceive Jesus Christ in her heart and her womb. And then when she does say her yes, it's beautiful. She says, I am the handmaid of the Lord. So I am the servant of the Lord. Be it done to me according to your word. That total surrender and obedience to God in her life brought Christ into the world. And then it tells us that Mary with haste took Jesus to someone in need, her cousin Elizabeth. Again, another example for us. And then Mary was with Jesus throughout his whole life, and especially at the foot of the cross. She never abandoned him. So as a disciple of Jesus Christ, I want to say my yes every day, just as she did. I am the servant of the Lord. Be it done to me according to your word. Not my will be done, but your will be done all the days of my life. And then I want to be open to those divine appointments that God has for me, where he can choose to use me, just as he did Mary, to bring Christ to somebody in the salvation of souls. So, man, what a what an amazing, great adventure we can be on if we wake up spiritually to realize God wants to use us to save souls in conjunction with Jesus Christ working in us, through us, and with us, and to bring his light to the world and to be world changers. Mm.
2: When, when you when you bring us back to Mary's yes and to her, not my will, yours be done, it, it, it made me think of the garden, Jesus in the garden, right? When he said, Father, please, that this oh. cup would pass, but not my will, yours be done. So, you know, I'm sure Mary's influence on Jesus throughout his life helped him in that moment to pray a similar prayer that that she prayed. And it's interesting, uh, you know, talking about, you're hearing about this, David, as you're sharing in the Tom, when you're sharing earlier about, you know, us sometimes— we want to be saved from our cross now, right? Instead of keeping our eyes focused on heaven, we you uh, know there's seven of us in our family, and six out of the seven this past weekend had uh, some type of GI bug that ran through us. You know, we had this beautiful, you know, beautiful Aww. event on Saturday. Uh, you know, thank you all those out there that, that attended and, and prayed for it in Mechanicsburg, uh, and then I get home, and then it just all. Yeah, at some points there was, you know, a kid in the basement, a kid on the first floor, a kid in the bedroom, buckets everywhere, running back and forth. And I'm sick myself, but you have to, you know, put that aside to take care of the kids. And it was crazy. But in that, my two sons really helped remind us about the, 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 helped remind me. And hopefully we help to remind each other the beauty of suffering and the power of suffering. Because my one son, Robbie, uh, he and my son, Thomas, share a room and they have bunk beds and Tom, Robbie's in the top bunk and right on his wall is the crucifix. And he had Saturday into Sunday and Sunday was his recovery day. He was able to go to school Monday. And then he started again Monday into Tuesday. And, you know, we're up two, three in the morning, Monday into Tuesday. And he's like, Dad. You know, I, I was holding the crucifix on my stomach. I took it off the wall and was holding it on my stomach, just praying, asking Jesus to, to take this away. And I was like, buddy, that's awesome. I said, never stop doing that, right? Jesus asked his father to take his suffering away. But we always have to remember to end our prayer like Jesus ended his prayer, not my will, yours be done. Because if all this is just suffering and there's no good that can come of it, it doesn't make any sense. Mm. But just like Jesus' is suffering saved us. Your suffering can save a soul, so do you want to save a soul? And he's like, yeah. So all right, then let's let's tell Jesus, let's give it to Him, let's oh, give Him your suffering. So you know, my 12, my thirteen year old son and I, you know, two three in the morning, we're you know, offering up his suffering, and then my little ten year old, when he's bad on, he's so sensitive, we're like, what can I do? What can we do? And he's like, I think we need to pray. <laughs> so we start praying, and and then he's his started coming back last night. You know, he asked me to sit next to him, and in my he's in my arms, and we're praying the Chaplet of Divine Mercy and we would make it personal for the sake of his sorrowful passion to have mercy on Thomas and on the whole world. And he's praying it and then he just fell asleep while we we're praying the chaplet with his hands folded and he's sitting sound asleep with his hand folded while I finished the chaplet that we started together. But he reminded me and you know, again reminding each other that so many times we say, what can I do? And I'm thinking chicken soup and Gatorade and ginger ale. And he said, dad, we need to pray. <laughs> Right. So, uh, you know, through our suffering this weekend, uh, it's just a reminder that the crosses, Tom, that you're talking about, that we've received now aren't for us to just kind of work through, but to embrace like Jesus did, and then to offer them up to save souls. Mm -hmm. Because then in paradise, when we cross over those, you know, cross through those pearly gates, we're going to have people coming up to Robbie and Thomas, my sons, and say, guys, you remember when you were throwing up when you were 13 years old and 10 years old and you offered it up? I'm that soul. I'm that soul that's here because you offered up your suffering. Isn't that awesome? We, awesome. We, we will never know on this side of eternity. But we have so much opportunity in, in, in this heavenly family to help each other into paradise. That's
1: and cool. that's beautiful, yeah. Rob, because Scripture commands us, unite our sufferings with Christ because it's the Christ in us. We are part of the body of Christ that is suffering with us for others. And what the Lord really put in my heart is that it's through our suffering— that we are perfected in the image of Christ. It is through our suffering that we are perfected Mm. in the image of Christ. So, ladies and gentlemen, don't waste it. Offer it up. Unite it with Christ. And then name the person or entrust it to Mary and say, Mary, Mm. you know who needs it most. Mary, take it to that person and unite our sufferings with Mm. our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because it's the Christ within us that is suffering with us.
2: And that's how we bring mm-hmm. that scripture to life, to today, where St. Where Paul says we make up for what is lacking in the suffering of Christ. Not that his suffering was imperfect, but it's our not uniting our suffering to his that's what's lacking, that, yes. that he wants us mm. to participate yes. in the salvation of souls, and we can offer up this suffering united with his to save souls. And that's why we have the crucifix,
1: Christ still on the cross. What does that look like? Well, of course he died and rose from the dead, but the crucifix is a reminder— of what jesus did for us but also a reminder that the church militant here on earth is still suffering we are suffering in our bodies it is the christ within us that is still suffering the scripture says if you want to be my disciple you must deny yourself pick up your cross and follow our lord and savior jesus christ well guess what pick up our cross means we need to be crucified the flesh within us the still the worldly things need to be crucified need to die and then be born again resurrected with christ into the beauty of the way God created us to be from the beginning, in His image and in His likeness, so that we can truly become Christians, Christ bearers to the world. Amen. That's awesome. You know, I, I was when I was coming to this
3: to this uh, uh, radio program uh, this morning, I was singing a song called "Give Me an Understanding Heart." And I couldn't stop singing it. Give me an understanding heart, Lord. Give me it as a prayer. And then as you read this, you see the, the so-called good thief, bad thief, that kind of thing, right? And then I think of myself, or we always think of ourselves as the good thief. You know, I'm the good thief. But then again, <laughs> but then again, now I'm, I'm relating to that other guy where I've said no to God. And I'm the one that, especially sometime in my life where I wasn't even with God, that I was the other guy. So... The prayer, give me an understanding heart, really comes back to the fact of whether I believe in you, God, and I'm 100% with you, or maybe I have a doubt today or tomorrow, or, you know, I'm wavering, God, give me an understanding heart. And I kind of feel that that, comes, that prayer comes off of the same thing as Jesus, remember me, give me an understanding heart.
1: Yeah. And what's beautiful also here is this second thief, I guess they name him Minimus, In he rebukes the other thief. At the end of his life, on the cross, he recognizes Jesus. He talks to Jesus. He rebukes somebody who is talking against Jesus. What a beautiful disciple! I want to have that ability. And you know what? The Lord reminded me of a story when my mother, who you know went through so much in her life, so much pain, and carried so much unforgiveness from oh my, at least age eleven on. You know, my mother two weeks before she died, she looked at me from her hospital bed. And she said, David, I want what you have. And the beauty of that moment, I sat down on her bed. I held her hand. I said, mother, you can have what I have. Will you pray with me? And she said, well, David, pray very slowly because I don't want to miss a word. And Mm -hmm. so I led my mother on a beautiful prayer, welcoming Jesus into her heart to heal all the wounds, to let go of all the unforgiveness, which had been tormenting her for almost 80 years. And at the end of the prayer, tears rolling down my cheek, tears rolling down her cheek, she accepted Jesus into her heart to heal those wounds. And then she says, David, I don't think I'll be able to sleep tonight. Oh, I mm-hmm. said, Mother, don't worry about that. I'll hold your hand. I'll stay here with you. Well, about an hour later, I woke up. She was snoring. I was I just woke up. I said, I guess I could go home now. She fell asleep. But what a beautiful thing look for the divine appointments plant seeds of truth just coming into this meeting i i talked to a man on the phone i just had an inspiration to call him yesterday i just called him and i just said just words of affirmation and friendship he called me back today he said david that lifted me up so much he said basically i thought my life was coming to an end and in, in my calling and what i was called to do but what you spoke to me which i didn't remember exactly what i said a month or so ago he said that That spoke truth to my heart. He said, and David, that's what I'm going to do. The Lord's convicted me that it's not time for me to retire and to pack it all in, but to to have a new chapter in my life. And I didn't know that what I spoke a month ago would have that germinating effect, that the Lord would grow that. But he was so grateful that I called not to get something from him, just to affirm him in his friendship and who he was in the Lord. And, and my love for him. And, you know, that's a beautiful testimony, but so many times we miss those divine appointments. We miss those opportunities. When we are tuned into the channel of the Holy Spirit, we will get promptings, call this person, write this person, respond to this, go here. We need to be obedient. God wants to use us. One of my biggest phobias is answering the phone. I always let it go to voicemail and then I'd put it on my list and then my list keeps going from week (laughs) to week to week till I finally get back to people. But you see, many times when I get back to them, that divine appointment's gone Hmm. and that window's closed, the door's closed. They don't even remember why they called me. But now what I've found is I am making myself a discipline, answer the phone, asking the Lord, what do you want me to share because I've had so many people call me and I don't call them back right away. But when I do, it's too late. But at that moment, if I take that call, I'm watching how the Lord is using me just to share a piece of truth, just to hear a little bit of counsel, whatever I need at that moment. So I'm on a journey. I'm a work in progress. Sometimes it takes a little hammer and chisel. Sometimes it takes a jackhammer. But I want to be obedient and not miss those divine appointments, not miss those God moments where he wants to use me to plant seeds of truth Amen. in the soil of the heart of the hearts of the people he brings in my life. That's awesome.
2: And just think, just think of Jesus's ministry. His his ministry was a ministry of interruptions. Right, mm-hmm. he did his best work through interruptions. You know, people grabbing his cloaks and interrupting him and yelling his name. You know, through the crowd. So for you know for your example, David, of uh, of not answering the phone. It's you know we don't want to be interrupted. Yeah, you know, we don't want to be interrupted. We don't want to be inconvenienced. Yep. We don't want to be you know brought off track you know we have things that we have things to do god might have planted something on that person's heart yeah. to bless us with right not the, only the, how, how can we be a blessing to the person that's on the other end but it might have been an inspiration that god placed on that person's heart to bless us yes. with a message with something that that we need you know so um that's uh, i think that's a great call to action for so many of us uh I think it's a control thing, too, that for me, at least, you know, I want to be in control of the call back. You know, I'll, I'll be in my situation. I'll be able to call back when I can, when I'm, you know, when I'm ready, when we're, we're not allowing God to work in, no. in those situations when we, when we do that. So that's, and a, you know that's, what? A, that's a good challenge.
1: What we do is we listen to the enemy. Oh, you know why he's calling? He's calling because of this. You know why he's calling? You know he's calling because of that. You know why he's, calling? he's calling? That's not God. We're already assuming what that call's about. No. Make the call back. Don't miss that opportunity because you're right. He could have been, that he or she could have been inspired by the Holy Spirit to either bless us or, you know, just a word of affirmation, Mm -hmm. a word of love. So, boy, I'll tell you, it's a big challenge for me because I have a phobia about it. But you know what? I've taken three calls today and I'm I'm starting a new (laughs) journey. (laughs) Mm
4: -hmm. And I'll call you tomorrow, (laughs) (laughs) give give you some more practice. (laughs) And this might be tied into what you guys are just talking about. You know, they, above him, there was an inscription that read, it says here, an inscription. And so it's like they labeled Jesus, you know, even though they, you know, he's the king of the Jews, it was meant in a, Mm -hmm. you know, in a demeaning way, but they, they put a label on him, you know, and I think. We could probably do that sometimes when we, when uh, someone's calling us and we perhaps don't like the person for whatever reason, we're labeling them, you know, well, I'm yeah. not going to take that call because it's that person or whatever, yeah, that's good. you know, not to do that.
2: Mm. That's a good point. What and some
4: what someone
1: really helped me with was, they said, you know what, David, from now on, imagine that that's the Jesus in that person calling you, that that's who's on the line. And it's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to answer this for the Lord and then say a little prayer and answer the call. But it's freeing because now my lists are cut in half, and eventually, I think they're going to go away. I love it. <laughs> go ahead, Rob.
2: Yeah, uh, go back to something that Marty was talking about with that song, Give Me an Understanding Heart. And uh, the prayer that I want to pray is, Lord, give me an understanding heart for all of the, in quotes, bad thieves that I encounter. Mm-hmm. Right, That I have a, just a heart of understanding A heart of mercy A heart of compassion that wants to reach out And for all those people that are calling us Where we have a label or we have an expectation Or we think we know Lord give me an understanding heart For, you know, for all these potential interruptions Yes. And to go off of that, we have no
3: idea what people are bringing in baggage. So we can get annoyed by somebody and, and maybe they're sarcastic or whatever. And I was like, oh, my gosh. But we don't know what the best. So we have to have an understanding heart, knowing that God knows. But we have to try to understand that they there's something else that's triggering it. And that's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. But we have to try. That's it. Try and,
1: of course, we ask him, Jesus, you know, Jesus, uh, give me an understanding, Art. It's interesting. You and I had a God moment this morning with a man who had never met you before, Marty, who mm-hmm. invited. He said, I need to talk to both of you. And I'm like, that's odd. Why would he need to talk to Marty? He doesn't even know him. But when he was done sharing, it's Marty who God gave the counsel for for this man and gave him incredible spiritual counsel that will help that man plus help the people that have been hurting that man. So it was beautiful, but it's like. I didn't say, I actually was like watching the Holy Spirit inspire this man to ask us both to come to the meeting and then watching the Holy Spirit empower Marty to give him the counsel he needed. What a beautiful exchange. So God bless each and every one of you. Go out there, be the world changers you're called to be. Don't miss a divine appointment. God bless. Have a great day.
0: Bye-bye. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you have been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection groups or how to start a Gospel Reflection group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org or calling us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of David and the staff here at Stewardship a Mission of Faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.